This is Gemara and Ksubis, Daf Yud Zayin, rolling in the bottom of Tezayin Amur Beis, two lines from the bottom, Tanu Rabbanon. Says the Gemara, once we're on the practice of different things that happened at weddings, as yesterday we discussed, the different practices they would do by a besula to ensure that everyone remembered that she was a besula passing by the cup and the barrel, etc. Says the Gemara now, some general practices at weddings. Says the Gemara in the last line of Tezayin Mabiz, Ketzan Meraktin of Akala, the famous words, how do we dance in front of Akala? Or more precisely explains, what do we say in front of the Kala, as Rashi explains. Beishame Aymrim says, Shamay know we say, turning over to today's daf, Yizayinu Menalif, Kala Kemoishahi. Says Bishala, we praise the bride, we praise the Kala, whoever she is, as the Tabrashi points out, according to her beauty and whatever is Chashiv by her. What do we say? We say she's beautiful, she's a Chasuda, she's charming. As Rashi says, she's a Shutzel Chesed that's upon her. What if she's lame? What if she's blind? Oymre Allah, you're gonna tell her Kalanova Chasuda. You're gonna tell her she's beautiful, you're gonna tell her she's charming, but she's blind, she's lame, you're not gonna say that Vatayra Amra asks me Shamai. Midvar Shakir Tirchak, you gotta be careful with your words. Basilel, you're not gonna just make things up. What are you saying? Kalanova Chasuda, she's so beautiful. Wait, but she's lame, she's blind. Amrlan Basil Beishamai. Basil responds back, a very important answer. Lidivrechem, according to you, Beishamai. Mishalokach mekach ram minashok. Someone buys a bad purchase. Something will buy something that you know is not good. Yishavchenu beinav. Do you praise it? Oi, you can nana beinav. Or should you tell him, wow, that was a dreadful, what, what were you thinking when you bought that? What were you thinking when you bought that coat? Of course you should praise him. Why? Because it's subjective. Obviously he likes it. From here, Chazal teach us eight lines on the top, such an important rule. Rule. In a brios, a person should always be compatible, be mingling with other people. You have to understand what the other person wants, is what the Gemara is saying. As Rashi, three lines at the top, says to do their desire. And if someone bought this item, there's obviously a reason for it. Similarly, says Beishelel, this chassan's marrying this kalal is obviously something that he sees, or maybe you don't see it. Maybe all you see is a blind, all you see is a lame girl. But of course, there is kalanav chasud, there's something charging, there's excellent about her. And therefore it's not Shekhar, says Basil. Such an incredible rule. And that's why Basil says, you can see those all important rules. Kala no vachasuda. Says the Gemara some more stories. This is how they used to sing. In front of the Kala in Eretz Yisrael. It's not the eye makeup. It's not the blush. It's not her hair braids. Yet she has grace. It's not external. She's inherently beautiful. And the Rabbanon gave Rav Zira smicha sharu lehachi. They sing about Rav Zira the following: similar lokachav losarik v'labirchos v'yaleschein. They sing about Rav Zira. The Rav Zira himself radiated this chain, radiated this grace about him. Kisamachur Rabbanon the Ravami the Ravasi on Ravami and Ravasi got smicha sharu lehachi. They sing as follows: Kol min dain v'chol min dain samucha lanu. 
Anyone like these, anyone like these, shouldn't receive smicha. Loi tisbechu, loi sisbechu lana. Do not give smicha. Lo mintzar misim, lo mintzar mitim. Do not give smicha to those who are distorted, those who are like rags. Lo mechamisim, lo mintermisim. Not with those that withhold, and not with those that don't know how to answer people correctly. Saying that this is a beautiful person, this is a rav that deserves smicha. And similarly, Ravua kaviasim imisiftel bekeisim. Ravua would come from. The, you'd go from the yeshiva to the Caesar's house, Nafkan Amasa, the Vekesar, the, the woman of the Caesar's household will go out to him, La'ape to him, Umashun Le, and they would sing for him, Hocha Rabba Da'ame, Prince of the people, Umedabrana Dumsa, and the leader of the nation, Potsina Dinahura, he's as radiant as a candle, Berich Amasach L'Shalem, you should be blessed in peace. Again, three different stories showing not only do we sing and praise the Kala, but the Rav and Ismicha, Rav Zirav, Rav Amin, Ravasi, and similarly, here how they would praise Rav Avua when he would enter into the town. And now we go back to dancing and singing for the Kala about 20 lines down. First one line is Amru. Amru Allah Rav Yudah Rav They said about Rav Yudah Rav Bad Shaladas used to take a, a myrtle branch Umeraki Kala and he would dance before the Kala and he would say Vaimer Kala Na Vachasuda like Beisilel. Rav Shmobar Yitzlai Meraki Atlas. He would take three myrtle branches and he would dance. He would juggle. He would juggle the three myrtle branches branches. Amar Ravzir, Ravzir wasn't happy. You're embarrassing yourself. What are you doing dancing that way? But look what happened. There was a pillar of fire that separated between him, between him and the entire world. We have a tradition. This supernatural occurrence does not happen. Once or twice in a generation. Clearly showing that Rav Shmuel Bar of Yitzchik was doing the right thing when he would dance this way in front of the Kala. And Amr Avzira, he explained, It was his Shtusim, it was the myrtle branches that helped him. And some say it was his foolishness. His opinion. But three different reasons that the Gemara points out that it was not belittling. There's no such thing. Because for that moment, who is the one on center stage? It's all about the Kala. So much so that even... The Gadol Adar, like Rav Shmuel Bar could be dancing and juggling, and clearly that was the right thing to do. Says the Gemara, Rav Achav, Markiv La'akasve. Rav Achav will pick up the Kalo, put her on his shoulders, umerakin and dance with her. And Amrulei Rabbanon, and says the Rabbanon, and Ma'ulim Avdod Hachir, are we allowed to do this? This looks strange. Picking up the Kalo, putting her on your shoulders. Amrulei, he responded, Idamian Alecha Kikshura Lechai. She's just like a beam to you. You have no hirurim, no thoughts. You're not even cognizant of the fact that you're holding a woman. She's like a beam. You're pure Avaitis Hashem, serving God by dancing with this Kalo. Then fine. The loy loy, but obviously no one's at that level. Certainly not nowadays. And that is the reason why, says the Gemara, that you cannot do this, of course. I don't think anyone is dancing with a kala on their shoulders. You're let a gaze, you're let a gaze at the kala all seven days. Why? Why are you gazing at her? To make her endeared to her husband. Her husband sees, the new husband sees that you're sitting and staring at his wife. He knows and he feels good that she's beautiful. But says the Gemara, that's not the halacha. Nowadays, the Shachanarach and Ebenezer teaches us, you're not allowed to gaze at the Kala. And this is where numerous questions are asked. So how, you know, you put the veil on 
Different practices at the wedding come off of these Gemaras. Reminiscent of Gemaras that we learned back in the Gemara Megillah says the Gemara, what do you do? You divert the maze from the Kala. If the Kala is going out and there's a, a funeral coming by, you make the funeral turn. And both the Kala and a maze, you divert them from the Melch Yisrael that's coming by. Again, giving honor. The maze giving honor to the Kala, not to Shter, not to ruin her Simcha. And both the Mace and the Kanal are giving honor to the Melch Yisrael. Explains the Gemara, Amr Laval Gribus HaMelech, they said about Gribus HaMelech, Sha'avar Melefnei HaKala, that he himself, he's the king, and he diverted himself in the Kala, V'Shavchu HaChacham, the Chacham praised him. Says the Gemara, one second, Shavchu HaMechlau DeShabirav, and if you're praising him, Sounds like you did a good thing. But I asked the Gemara one second, even according to the opinion that Nasi if a Nasi, the prince of Klai Yisrael, is allowed to forgive on his honor. A king has to be in the highest form of honor. He's not allowed to give away his honor. As he taught, you should place upon you a king. The fear upon the king has to be upon you. So you're not allowed to forgive your king and I'll be Michael on your kavod. So why is the Gemara insinuating that it was a good thing that Agrippas HaMelech himself moved away from the Mason the Kala? It's not true. He has the greatest honor. He's not allowed to be Michael on his kavod. Answers the Gemara, Parshas Drachem Avoy, who's at a crossroads. So it didn't look like he was being Michael on his honor. So he's allowed to make a left turn because he has to turn one of two ways. It happens to be. He also was doing it in honor of the Kala, but it wasn't pure for that reason. Tanu Rabbanon says the Gemara in the first white line, this was the line that we learned in Gemara Megillah, where Mavata, we stopped learning Tyre for nothing, aside for bringing out a mace, and aside for Hachnasas, Hakala, aside for the Kala getting married. Amr they said about on the second wide line, for these two entities. There's not enough people. There's not people at the Chasna. If there's enough people at the Havaya, then ain't Mivatli never stop learning. But says the Gemara, what is the numbers? Amr of Shmobar. Amr Rav Shmuel Bar Eini Mishmedu Rav Dvirav Teresa Alfei Gavri Twelve Thousand Men Veshita Alfei Shipuri and Six Thousand Men Blowing Shifer You Have Eighteen Thousand People at the Levaya If There's That Number Go and Learn But If Not Go to the Levaya Vamrilo And Some People Say Teresa Alfei Gavri Me Nayu Shita Alfei Shipuri Twelve Thousand Men Amongst Them Six Thousand Shifer Blowers It's Not A Total Of Eighteen Thousand But A Total Of Twelve Thousand Ula Amar Ula Explains Go To Chaiti Gavri Me Avula Vatzich that the people stretched all the way from Avula until the gate of the cemetery. No, not 12,000, not 18,000. The Netila, when you take away a person, is like the giving, like the giving of the Torah. You have to have 600 grand, 600,000 people at every Levi. That's on who learned Chomish, and that's on who learned Mishnah. So then he's like the giving of the Torah, you need to have 600,000 people. Avil, as we turn over to Yudzayinam Abayis, Laman Demasni, if he also was a Rebbe, and he taught Mishnah, he not have to be a Rebbe, but he taught Mishnah to other people, less lay sheer, there is no limit, every single person has to go to that Leviah, which of course, 
calls into question that almost every Levayo, many, many people should be going to, and the Mepharshim and the Shulchan Aruch deal with this question. We're going back to the Mishnah, the different practices, knowing that she was exuba, that she gets a 200-man exuba, was if there were Edim, that she went out with Hinuma. My Hinuma says the Gemara, three lines down, Surchav. It is a Sur, excuse me, that was wrong. Surchav, our Bab Mishid is Iri Amar. It is a Tanura de Asa, which is a myrtle canopy. Rav Yechlanamar, Krita de Menamna. It's a veil, which the de Menamna, but Kalasa, the Kalka doze in it, so I'm covering her face, so she can take a little, a little snooze at the Chuppah if she's tired. So it's the veil. So either it was a special type of veil, or it was a certain type of canopy that they did at the wedding only of the Sulas. Rav Yechonah Membreika Amar says the Gemara, Tana, Bihuda Raya Bebavel Mai. Rav Yechonah said that he used to give out these grains in Yehuda. Says the Gemara, that's only in Yehuda, but what do they do in Bavel? Amar Rav Dardugi Demishcha Aresha. Says Rav, you know what they would do? They would rub oil, Aresha de Rabbanan, on the heads of the Rabbanan. An interesting practice that the woman would pour oil on the heads of the Rabbanan and they would rub it in. And that's how they would show that the wedding that they're attending is a Bisula. Are you talking about shampooing their heads with oil? What are you talking about? So if you think his question was great, listen to his answer. You bereft one, you low one. At your wedding, do you not remember that that's what your mother did? You married a Mesula, and that's what you saw. She was pouring some oil and rubbing it on the heads of the Rabbanon. That's what they were doing. Like those of the Rabbanon Dasikli Lebrei, who arranged a Shidduch Ki Rabba Bar Ula, Varmla Rabba Ula Yas Lebrei, he's the one that got married, Beyahu Rabbanon to a certain Rav, Vitarge Mishcha Rishi the Rabbanon Mishas Maisa. And what do they do? They poured, they rubbed oil on the heads of the Rabbanon during the wedding. Interesting practice, that was in Bavel, how they showed that the wedding was one of a Besula. Says the Gemara Martal Mai, what do they do if she wasn't a Besula, she was an Almana? Tani Rav Yosef Armalta Les Le Kisna. They would not give out to the parched green, and therefore they would know this was in Eretz Yisrael, this is or in Yehuda. This is how they would know that she is not a besula. And now we're up to the final part of the Mishnah, in which the Mishnah teaches as a chiddush of Rabbi Yeshua. If you remember, we already dealt with what's the Umaydir of Yeshua. What's the Yeshua agreeing to? The case is, says the Gemara, Kisa Pesha Asaru Pesha Hitter. That someone says, this field was your father's and I bought it from him. So Pesha Asar, the way that the story began, as we equated it to Ashar Shachalifanecha, the animals in front of you, there is a court case. It's not a court case in this case. Let me explain a little better. I, if I didn't say anything, you have no way of knowing this field. You don't even know this field is. I come to you and I say, this field is your father's. Peshasar, I'm the one that said it's not mine. Who Peshitter is the mouth that said it's a mutter when I said I bought it from your father. In that case, says Rabbi Yeshua, you have a believability. Asks the Gemara. Why does Rabbi Yeshua say, I'm telling you that it was your father's field? Why don't I say straight? It was your field. It was your field. And I bought it from you. Why do we have to go to the father? Let's talk straight to the other person. Answers the Gemara. Because we wanted to learn, excuse me, at the end of the Mishnah, that it says that, that if there are Edim, that it was his, 
and then he says, I bought it. Meaning, it only works if I started off the story and I said, this field is your father's. And then I said, I bought it. Then I'm believed. But if there are eight of them that said it was your father's and then I said he bought it, then I'm not believed. So it answers the Gemara, a cryptic answer. The reason why we had to use the case of a father and not talk directly to the other person is because of the safer that we wanted to say that if there are eight them. But I asked the Gemara one second. Hey, Chidami. Uh, excuse me. Vuamer, uh, So says the Gemara, Heichi Dami. What exactly is the case that we're referring to? Yeah, I, I read this completely wrong. And let's go back to read this correctly. Again. The Gemara's question was that why didn't Rabbi Yeshua just say the case talking straight to the son? Why did he talk about the father? Says the Gemara, you know why? Because then the Sefer, that's what I remember wrong, one more time. Mishum the Kabbai Lemisni Sefer, because then the Sefer would have had to say, that's what I read incorrectly, excuse me. If there are Aiden that it's yours, and I, and he says I bought it, and he's not believed. The Mishnah didn't say that. The Mishnah said there are Aiden that it was the father's, then he's not believed. So if the case, the Mishnah was with straight the son, then the Sefer would have had to say what? That there are Aiden that it's his. Says the Gemara, and how would that work? If I've been living in the field already for three years, why am I not believed to say I bought it from the kid? There's a rule. Rule of Chazaka is that when someone lives in a property for three years, now it becomes his. So if I've been living in the field for three years, even if there were that said this field originally was yours, I said, who cares? I bought it from you and I've been living here for three years. So I'm obviously believed. And the opposite. And let's say the Edom said it was your father's. And I said I bought it. And I've only been here for one year. Of course I'm not believed. Because the rule is you're never believed unless you lived there for three years. Asks the Gemara back. One second. So the same thing in the Mishnah. What was the case of the Mishnah with the father? And if the Edom belongs to the father, then I'm not believed. One second. We could ask the same Kasha. If afterwards I ate it for three years, why am I not believed? Even if there are eight that originally belonged to the father. And if not, it's obvious I'm not believed. Says the Gemara, a very fundamental difference between the father and the kid. By the father, we can conjure up a unique case of Chiddush. That I've been in the field for two years when the father was alive and one year when the kid is alive. And therefore now we have a Shaila. Does this equal a Chazaka? Two years by the father and one year by the kid. Do those combine to be called three years to make a Chazaka? It's like Ravuna that told us. Ravuna doesn't work. It has to be three years straight in the possession of the kid. So now it comes out very interesting. If this is the case of the Mishnah, if the case of the Mishnah is again, I told you the field was your father's, and I bought it from him on belief. But if there are Eden that it was your father's, then what? Then I'm not believed. What's the case? The case is what's the Chiddush? I'm not believed. Because your father, I eat it. I was living in the field for two years in the lifetime of your father, and one year in the lifetime of the kid. Says the Gemara, why you not believe? Because you have three years Chazaka straight in the lifetime of the kid. And that's Ravuna's din. Says the Gemara, one second. Ravuna is coming to teach us a Mishnah. 
Answers the Yomara, Either I'll tell you Ravuna is coming to teach us this diak in the Mishnah. He's coming to teach us that this is the case of the Mishnah on the last narrow line. Or you could say that Ravuna is teaching me a Chiddush that even if the kid became an adult. The whole issue was you can't make a chazak if the kid is a katan. But let's say he became a, an adult, a gadol, and I continue living there. Still, the chiddush would have been that it does not work. And that would be the added on chiddush Ravuna is teaching on top of our Mishnah. But ask the Gemara, and we're going to start now, and it's really going to go into the next staff, more ways of learning the case of Rav Yeshua, not straight with the father. Ask the Gemara one second. Let's say the case is with the kid. Again, we always try to make Mishnayis have the simplest case. We don't want to have a convoluted case. So why are we going to say, my dear, have you shown the case of the father? Let's say straight with the kid. But look, me, and I'll tell you a chiddish by the kid. Cases. I told you this field was yours, and I bought it from you. Great, beautiful, I'm believed. If they're Adim, I'm not believed. What's the case of Adim? Again, if I eat it for three years, it's Bashit. If I, if I didn't eat it for three years, it's Bashit. You know what the case is? I eat it two years in front of you and one year not in front of you. That's the Chiddush that I don't have a Chazaka. And the case is that I ran away. Says the Gemara, Baruch Machmasai. One second, why didn't you run away that third year? Eat the Baruch Machmasai, the Fashit, you're afraid of your life. Of course, you're not believed. Because he could not have protested. The whole rule is that the whole reason why a chazaka only works, the only works is if I live in a field and you, the owner, could have protested to me living there and you did not protest. That's the fundamental backings of how does a chazaka work. How does it work if I move into a field and I'm there for three years, boom, it's my field. Why is it your field? The answer is because the owner of the field, if there was an owner, should have protested for those three years and he didn't. Since he didn't protest, shows that I must be the owner. So says the Gemara, you know what the case here is? case here is I lived in the field for two years in front of you and the third year you ran away. Says the Gemara, one second, why did you run away? If you, the original field owner, ran away, why? Because you're afraid of your life. Then, of course, I am not believed. Because you were not able to protest because you were running for your life. And the whole Allah is, I'm only believed to be in a field for three years if you could have protested. And if the case is you ran away for monetary reasons, you should have protested while you were running away. And therefore, it's simple that I do keep the field. And therefore, says the Gemara, since you did not protest, you're running away from money and you did not protest, my chazaka would be valid. And therefore, says the Gemara, this is the case that the Mishnah could have said. Why does the Mishnah say, Umaydir of Yeshua, where I tell you the field was your father's and I bought it from him? Let the Mishnah write a different case. The field was yours and I bought it from you. And the Chiddush is that I made a chazaka. How did I make a chazaka? You need type of chazaka. I lived there for two years while you were in town in the third you were running away for monetary reasons and the Chiddush is that you could have protested and you didn't so now I am my Chazaka Titanan, as we learned in the Mishnah there are three lands with regard to Chazaka the rule is you can only have Chazaka if the person is there to see you and protest if he's in a different land then it does not work we pondered on that Mishnah 
The truth is, we're going to have to pick it up from this last raya, because this is going to go all the way into tomorrow's daf. We'll pick it up from here in the next year.